Welcome back. Another episode out of the hat. You're going to hear me talk about an upcoming MRI I'm going to be going through, my weight loss journey, stupid quick story about my roommate, and a, a few thoughts on the protests and Black Lives Matter. One thing I forgot to tack on to the episode, so I'm just going to mention it here real quick. I was trying to charge my phone last night, and it, it plugged in, and everything was great. And then I woke up, and my phone was at, like, 80% charged. I'm like, what's the deal here? Apparently, chargers can just go bad, I found out. Learn something new every day. So I will now be heading to a lovely big box store to get uh, a new charging cable because I hopped in my car and plugged in my phone and it charged like a boss there. So I'm guessing it's the cable that's bad because the outlet seems to work. Who knew? Um, All sorts of fun things ahead on Out of the Hat with just me and only me. So enjoy it or don't, but I hope you enjoy it. Rate, review, subscribe, listen. It's me, Joe Huizinga, talking about Joe Huizinga things, and here I go. Can I hear myself? Yes, I can. Here I go, it's time to record. Okay, that was good and stupid. Um, Back here, another episode of Out of the Hat. Just me, right now. Decided I think it's just going to be me for this one. Hooray, me. I was going to jot some notes down and check out the phone. See if I did take any notes earlier about anything I was going to yap about here. I don't think I did. Um... No, just going to wing it. Okay. Oh, where do I want to start? Guess I'll start here. Uh, Went to the doctor about, so two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago, Monday. So not quite two weeks ago. And I've been having this issue on and off mostly off, but when it happens, it's very annoying, where the right side of my face, like right in the corner of my mouth by where my lips would meet, gets tingly. And this started up back in October of last year, and I went and saw the doctor at the time because a friend who saw me thought that it might be Bell's palsy. Well, I went, and the doctor, in fact, diagnosed me with Bell's palsy, put me on a steroid, and after a few weeks where it went from tingly to numb, it went away. And I could feel this vein in my head, you know, from like the back of my head all the way up over the top of my head, you know, down kind of, you know, connecting, And I could just feel it tense and tighten up. And what my doctor said was going on is likely there was some inflammation 
you know, somewhere in my head that the goal would be to, if you make a fist, imagine then opening that fist. He said essentially like part of my, I don't think it's my brain, but somewhere in my head, it's very tight or it's inflamed and that steroid would open it up. Well, after a couple weeks, sure enough, it did. And life went back to normal. Well, a couple weeks ago, that feeling came back. Called up the old doctor, said, hey, you remember how we were thinking about an MRI back in October and we decided to instead see if that steroid would work, which it did? Well, maybe we should proceed with that MRI because uh, I take that steroid when I have very bad uh, flares from my Crohn's disease, my stomach illness, and that that's not something that they want to put you on, you know, every couple of months if you're having, you know, Bell's palsy or whatever this is. So I go back in, see my doctor, and um, it's weird because by the time I had left the doctor, the feeling had subsided. So I don't know if it was just the end of this, you know, couple days escapade or what the deal was. I do have a theory on what is causing it, but uh, long story short, uh, he... Uh, reached out, uh, said, yep, let's do an MRI. I got that scheduled. I will be going in for an MRI on Thursday. I've had one before on my leg, not looking too forward to having to slide in uh, headfirst and, you know, not move at all, deal with that loud banging. And again, if it was just bam, 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 the whole time, I could deal with it. But it's the fact that it's all these different noises going on and banging. You would think in the year 2020, not only could we uh, eliminate a, a novel coronavirus, but we would have a better method to scan the body and, you know, scan somebody's dome and figure out what was going on where they didn't have to sit in a uh, lay flat on a thing and... Um, you know, just let bam, bam, bum, 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 bam, bam, bum, 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 bam, 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 go off for like forty-five minutes of not moving. You would think we would have a better system to do that. Alas, we do not. So I'm going to do that. And the good news is, my doctor and I are both fairly confident that this is not a stroke and that this is not a tumor because a steroid would not do anything for either of those things. It might relieve, you know, the inflammation, but it wouldn't take care of either of those problems. And I've had no uh, no blurred vision, no arm weakness, no uh, speech issues, nothing like that outside of the normal speech issues where I trip over my words. Um, so... I looked up, you know, what could be causing this, and I've seen, oh gosh, anything from stress uh, to, uh, I believe it's hyperthyroidism. Diabetes was on there. It's at brain inflammation was actually a thing. That's wonderful. Allergies. And that's my theory, is that it is an allergy, because three or four years ago, maybe it was even longer than that, I did get allergy tested out here. And I don't remember why I went in to get allergy tested, but they first did the one on my arm and then they did one on my back that was more comprehensive. And I remember we got the test back and my my doctor or my allergist, of course, could not speak the best English, but I could read the test results myself. And it said that I was highly allergic to 
mesquite trees. And that makes a lot of sense because where I grew up, Michigan, we don't have those evil yellow demonic trees. But out here, they blossom. And uh, typically, some of the things that you are most allergic to, you are not exposed to as a child. Now, I know allergies change, what is it, like every 10 years or so, and, and you can develop new ones and lose old ones. Um, but my theory, or at least what I'm hoping, is that this is some sort of severe allergy to mesquite trees or who knows, maybe something else. But we will find out. And whatever it is, I am confident that we will address and we will move forward. Because what are you going to do? Uh, if you don't get in the tube and then you just continually get a tingly face and that leads to more stress, more anxiety, and then you just never know. And that's not good. I would always rather know and be able to face the obstacle head on than not know. So the good news, while I was in at the doctor's office, I hadn't weighed myself. I guess it had been since December because that's the last time I was in at the doctor's office. So today is June 13th as I sit here recording this on a Saturday. And that would have been just before Christmas I believe maybe just after Christmas when I saw my doctor. So almost six months ago was the last time that I definitively weighed myself. And I don't have a scale at home. My roommate just got one, so I could weigh myself now, but I'm going to resist that urge. But the number that I saw on the scale was uh, very positive for a change. Um, I have lost since December about 25 pounds. Since October, a little over 30 pounds. And since my heaviest, which would have been, gosh, who knows, sometime about a year or so ago, pretty close to 40 pounds. And when I think about this for more than just a split second or two, I I have to admit I get a little emotional about it. And it's because I'm really proud of myself. And people always say that I don't give myself enough credit. And trust me, I do. I just, it's not the kind of person I am. Um, but I've worked really hard to, to lose weight and to get healthier because I think it's important. And I've done three or four things that I've talked about before. Um, and told myself I wouldn't cry today because, gosh, it's losing weight. It's nothing worth crying about. But as I sit here alone in a booth, I will admit that I get a little misty-eyed about it because I'm very proud of myself because it has not been easy. Um, there's been friends in my past who are like, well, just cut out soda. Like, I don't drink soda. Maybe if I'm on an airplane, I have like one can of it. Um it's like, well, you know, just don't eat garbage. Don't eat fast food. It's like, I really don't eat much fast food. Like, maybe once every few months. My problem has always been portion control. And usually, that would start with dinner, and things would kind of snowball from there. Sometimes it would be lunch as well. That could be an issue. And... Uh, but usually when I would get home from work, and I wouldn't eat neat, 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 but I would eat too much. And 
generally the worst of the worst comes when I start packing on dessert as well. Um, I have a good friend of mine who says, you know, that he can just lose five pounds if he just doesn't eat dessert. He's in his 40s. It's like, gosh, I wish I could just do that. Um, that does not work for me. So um, the three or four things that have worked for me uh, in the order that I pretty much started doing them was one, I started walking, got real serious about that, and I was doing at least three miles a day, five to six days a week. And now I've upped that to a point where I fairly consistently do six to eight miles, but it's a minimum of five to eight miles, six days a week. On Wednesday, that is when Joe rests. And I hang out with a good buddy of mine who I've seen for years and years for a Wednesday meal. And we, with the pandemic, we hang out at his place and we watch some Jersey Shore and we get takeout from, you know, whatever we're feeling. So I don't go for a walk on Wednesday, but every other day I'm putting in two plus hours on the road. And a month or two into that, Back when I started this back up after my running kind of hit the skids because of that Bell's palsy, um, I don't know if I got shin splints or what the deal was, but gosh, my shins were just throbbing for a little while. So I took a break, and it's funny because now I'm walking even further, but everything's hunky-dory again. So I don't know if just my stride is better. The big thing I really try to do is curbs and uneven payment are terrible. And there are a lot of them in neighborhoods out here. So I've found a path that I can do that virtually eliminates them. That is about seven and a half miles. So I try to do that five, six days a week. If I'm pinched for time, I'll still get out there and do, you know, six miles or so, put in two hours. And if I have to, I'll run to speed it up a little bit. So that was the first thing I did was upping the walking and and it didn't happen overnight. It started gradually. I'd do like three miles and then three and a half and then four a week later and just add and add and add and add and add to the point where I'm at now. Um, around the same time, but a little later, I got serious about intermittent fasting. Take a quick sip of water here by myself. You're going to have to put up with my water breaks. Hold, please. So I got serious about intermittent fasting, and I started with the eight-hour fast, and I would only eat between roughly like 10.30 and 6.30. And I narrowed that window to what they say is the most extreme one that they recommend, which is a six-hour eating window. So now I generally only eat between about 12.30 and 6.30. Gives me enough time after work when I have to go in to rush home at 6 o'clock and, you know, make some food real quick and then shove it down my hole. And at first, didn't really feel like it was doing anything other than I noticed that I just wasn't quite as hungry, but I was still pretty hungry by the end of the day. Um... But over time, if you stick with it, you will be less hungry. And the biggest thing was at the end of the day, I just, I didn't feel like I'd eaten a buffet. So I I was proud of myself that 
for a few months there, like I would eat at dinner and gosh, I would just feel stuffed. And thanks to the intermittent fasting, that went away. And I got to this point where I felt better. And then I would just gradually eat a little bit less, a little bit less, even a little bit less, to the point where I'm at now where I'm probably eating what I would eat before in a meal and a half spread out throughout the day now. So that's essentially my three meals. And if I really feel like I need a snack, I get it in there. Um, so I haven't explicitly calorie counted and I'm eating healthier now too. Not again, that healthy was ever really my issue before it was more so portion control, but now I've decided just, just eat a little healthier. Um, and dessert is virtually gone. It is 108 degrees out at the height of the day now. So once in a while I'll have a popsicle if I really want something cold and I'll allow myself some Powerade Zero in my my window of eating. But outside of that, not too much. A Wednesday, a week or two ago, I went to Sonic and got that, it's like the Reese's Overload Blast or whatever it was. Oh, so delicious. Um, so I've just started eating less. And then a few months after that, I would say a little after my birthday, so like late April, I started doing the occasional yoga sculpt session online thanks to my friend Taylor. And uh, I don't do that every day. I mean, she's a boss and she does it like, you know, five or six times a week and it shows. She's very fit. But I just was looking for something else to add to change some things up. And I do it at least once a week. I'd like to do it three or four times a week. But even getting in like two sessions or three helps me with my core. And it's easier when it's, again, not 108 degrees outside. But even inside, just my house gets hot. So it's not the easiest thing to do, but it it pushes you. And you could sit there and watch this and be like, oh, that's easy. You know, you're just doing some, some down dog and some up dog and some happy baby and this and that. But then you actually try to do it. She moves quick, and you have to keep up. And there's some cardio in there um, where I occasionally take a water break. Um, but it's good, and it's it's helped me get more fit. So when I was talking to my doctor, he was very happy with my progress because he could not see on my chart the last time that I weighed this amount. And I mean, I've always carried my weight well which will deceive people. They can tell I've lost weight now. But even when I'm at my heaviest, they always think like, oh, you know, Joe's big, but not enormous. Well, now I probably look, I don't know, I would say average in terms of weight. But I would say I'm still overweight. And I asked my doctor, uh, what do I have to get to to, you know, make the BMI happy? And... He said, I would need to lose another 45 pounds. And then I have some people who tell me like, oh, my goodness, if you lost another 45 pounds, you'd be a stick. Well, that's my goal. Um, I'm not throwing the numbers out there because they really don't matter. If you want to know, uh, feel free to you know, message me, 
text me, you know, hit me up on any form of social media, and I'll tell you. But for the sake of this podcast, honestly, they don't matter. And my best advice to you would be to ignore the numbers on the scale. Because uh, they really are just numbers, and they're just kind of placeholders as I see it. You know, if you put in time and you work, it will go lower. And it's more important about how you feel than what the number itself says. And if you put in hard work, the number will go down. But if you obsess about that number, I think you get stuck on the number. And I've tried hard not to do that. So I am instead focusing on those other things. And if I plateau here... um. We'll see. I may have to eat less or may have to switch up my fast, and maybe I'll have to eat from like 10.30 to 4.30 or something, which would be awful because I don't want to eat all my meals at work. But um, I have a, a goal not only in terms of weight but also in terms of fitness. I think it was 2013. It might have been 2014. Hold on, I can check my phone and tell you exactly when it was. When I ran my first full marathon, because I have a photo of that day on my phone, and I can take a little looky-loo here. It was right here. It was November 15th, 2015. I did that full marathon. I want to do another full marathon. Now, the tragedy is I don't think running is going to be uh, there's not going to be any races with the pandemic for until they find a vaccine or you know, we build up herd immunity or who knows what the U.S. is going to do. But I don't think there's going to be any registered races. So I will be doing this largely on my own. And I might let a couple people know a couple days in advance because I'm not exactly sure how I'll do it because I'll need water. And I, I carry water when I run, but I can only carry about 20 ounces. So I might have to build some sort of route where I just, you know, run three miles out from my house and then run back or maybe push it to like four miles out, four miles back um, to get the 26.2 in. And I want to run a marathon substantially faster than what I want, ran that one back in November of 2015. And if I can get down to the magical number I want to be at, I am positive that will happen. And really, I I just want to prove to myself that I can do it. Because when I ran that marathon, I had to have been like 235 pounds. And I can tell you I'm already under that. And um, it's just been a lot of hard work, like I said. So I will keep plugging away, and we will see... How, how things go. I'll let you know about my MRI. Water sip here. Hold on. Oh, that's good stuff. And we'll go from there as far as all of that goes. Um, this computer where, where I record this, gosh, what is the longest you've ever had to wait for a computer to boot up? I sat here today, and it must have taken 15 minutes just spinning on the welcome screen. It's my only thought there on that, but gosh, it seems slow. Um, what else is going on in my life that, that could be 
vaguely interesting. Um, I had reached out to a, f- I'll call them a friend, but at this point, I guess it would be more accurate to call them a a school friend from years gone by. So at this point, kind of more like an acquaintance. But I wanted to catch up with them on the podcast. And unfortunately, um, due to their job, they they said they'd have to pass for now, which I totally respect. And I wanted to talk about some of the issues in our country with the protests and the death of George Floyd at the hands of Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis. And I wanted this person's perspective for a particular reason, uh, because not only do I respect them, but I haven't talked to them in a while, and I just think it would have been very, very interesting. And stubbornly, if I can't talk to that person about it, um, I don't really want to dive into it in podcast form. Um, I am dedicating myself to um, learning more on many of the issues that have uh, went on for decades, centuries, and listening to people. And I appreciate what people put out on social media. And there are several resources as far as books that people have recommended and uh, organizations to either donate time to or, you know, donate money. And there's protests every day. I believe today will be night 17 here in Phoenix of protests. Um, So it's interesting and everybody has a little different perspective on it. And it's more than interesting. It's important that our country does make changes. And I, I have thoughts on it, but really at the same point, I just want to hear what other people think to help me shape what I feel as well, because uh, my opinion on it can evolve. And I'm man enough to admit that, you know, I'm not set in stone on my feeling on feelings on these things. Um, I want to hear what uh, people of color have to say and why they feel a certain way. And, and that to me is very important because, um, you know, I've, I see stupid stuff on uh, social media all the time about all lives matter and this and that. And, you know, why, why can't people accept that? And, and I admittedly didn't, fully grasped that for a little while, but the Black Lives Matter movement and saying Black Lives Matter, I saw this little Instagram story the other day that put things in perspective for me. It's like if somebody said, save the rainforest, and then somebody else yelled back, well, what about all the forests? It's kind of like a yeah, no, duh. But right now, Black Lives Matter needs to have not just their moment, but it needs to be about that. And saying all lives matter demeans that. And to me, Black Lives Matter right now and what they are doing is incredibly important. And I do I do want to learn more and I support that cause and I've 
I've donated to some charities. I'm committing myself to reading up more on the issue. And a lot like life, you know, one of the big things that I want to want to ask some people is like, well, what is enough? And the longer I ponder that question, the more I realize, like, it's fair to say that it's never enough. The goal should be to always better yourself and to learn more about issues. And and as a, a white kid who grew up in a middle class neighborhood, um, I have a lot to learn on it because I was surrounded largely by white people. There were a few minorities in my school, but my school was small to begin with. We had like 300 people in the whole school, kindergarten to eighth grade. And it was the same way for high school. It was like 60 or 70 kids total per class. Um, so my graduating senior class in high school was like 70 kids. Um, so I want to learn more and understand, like, you know, why do why do black people feel a certain way? Um, you know, what what changed with George Floyd? You know, why not Eric Garner or, um, you know, some of these other, you know, awful stories that we've heard over the years? Um, you know, Freddie Gray, you know, what what made George Floyd the, the driving force this time? And and what do people want to see change? What what is important to start with? What is the ultimate goal? I want to learn about all those things. And and I have my own thoughts in terms of uh, police departments and reform there. Obviously, if you've listened to all these podcasts, you've heard my dad and I talk about my grandfather having been a police officer. I respect that a great deal. And it's foolish to say, you know, of course we'd love to live in a world where we don't need police and we don't need firefighters. That would be great. I think we will always need police in some fashion. And I don't like that term, you know, defund the police. But I'm in favor of more social workers and, you know, more people who could simply show up and take reports. And and I certainly don't want the police to be so militarized. And I don't want people to you know, see the police and have to live in fear because they've had terrible encounters with officers in their life. And there is no doubt that that has happened. And personally, I feel the vast majority of police are good people who want to live good lives and help people. But are there bad police officers out there? Of course there are. And I hope they are found out. And I hope that that if they need to go to jail or just lose their job, whatever the case may be, I hope that happens. Um, didn't really want to dive into this um, because I'd, I'd much rather do it if that person decides they can ever talk to me. Um, I kind of want to hold off for them. Um, but Black Lives Matter, and saying that and believing in that is important. And I wish people wouldn't demean their cause. Um big thing I put up on on Twitter the other day. It's just like if we if we treated each other by the rules that applied in kindergarten, I really feel our our world would be a better place. Like if you can't say something nice to someone, just just say nothing. And it's so funny to see some of these super macho people 
who are some of the most insecure, fragile people out there. So you're like, no, I need, I need to, I have a right, and I need to scream and yell about this. And yet, you really get to know who they are, and they are so fragile, and they are so insecure, and that's pathetic. That they need to scream and yell about this stuff to try to be, you know, big and tough and macho, but then you say Black Lives Matter, and they freak out about it. What's up with that? A uh, couple other quick hitters here. So my my roommate, quick story on him. He's also eating much healthier of late for different reasons. He comes home the other day and he says, yeah, I got some Calais. I'm like, what the heck is Calais? Uh, I go out and look what he has in the kitchen. It's kale. So I always look at the word acai, which is spelled A-C-A-I, and that looks more like acai to me. So what is more ridiculous, that I like to pronounce it an acai bowl or that he pronounces kale, kale? Just, just something to ponder. Um, had to get my uh, water softener uh, looked at. Guy who installed it broke a pipe at my house. I guess he chipped it with a shovel or something and... Uh, he didn't even realize it because he had the water shut off to part of it and was having issues with my sprinkler system. And that maintenance guy came out and turned this thing back on and water just comes like gushing out of this other pipe. He's like, well, there's your problem. Sure enough, got that fixed. That's really all I have for right now. I'm sure if I sat here long enough, I could think up some more. I'll be back. Who knows? My dad and I might record something either later today or tomorrow, and I could post that later in the week. And I will be reaching out to Lexi again in, I don't know, a week, two weeks? Who know? Who knows? Line something up with her, because I had a lot of fun when I sat down and recorded with her. I just need to hash out what we want to talk about and, or what I'd like to talk about with her and, and see if she has anything she'd like to delve into. She's... uh a barrel of fun as well. And I really appreciate her coming on the podcast as well. So that's all I have for today. If you have anything you would like to hear me talk about, you can always shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm Joe Hyzinga on there or on Twitter. I believe I'm Joe Hyzinga as well. You can you know drop me a DM. You can shoot me a message there. Whatever you want to do, tweet me. Instagram me. Those are my two favorites. Instagram, far and away, my number one favorite. And then Twitter. And then Facebook, I'll go on once in a while if if I'm just really bored or if I have something important to say I'll once or twice a year, I'll throw it up on Facebook. So you can just text me too and say, hey, it would be cool if you talked about this. And I'll dive into that for a while. So I'll be back with some more people throughout the weeks, months, years ahead. And we'll go from there. So... That's all for now for whatever episode this is of Out of the Hat.